0: It takes years to know what you're going to want to use to finish a project. Does it need an orbital polisher? Or will good old elbow grease do the trick? But now that you're an expert, you're going to want a provider that knows how to serve an expert. You're going to want Worth. And you're going to want to visit Worth.ca. That's W U R T H.ca.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the November 25th, 2022 episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor at Automotive News Canada. Today, we're flashing back to one of our most listened to podcasts ever. We'll revisit the September 30th, 2022 episode and hear from General Motors Canada President Marisa West. She'll discuss Canadian production, EV adoption, and the dealer agency model on this replay of the Automotive News Canada podcast. Marisa, thanks for joining me on the podcast this week.
2: Yeah, thank you, Greg. I'm happy to be here.
1: Glad to have you. Uh, I mean, let's start here. How are you settling into the new role and into Canada for that matter?
2: Yeah, so as as you might know, um, my family and I just arrived here. We officially took possession of our house in August. So from a personal standpoint, um, we're exploring Toronto and all that it has to offer. Kids have started school and on the professional front, um, I've been traveling an extraordinary amount over the last several months balancing um, and so grateful to be here, really excited to be leading GM Canada um, when we're in this um, transition to electric vehicles and our all-electric future. So uh, we have a lot of good news and a lot of momentum here at GM Canada and I'm just um, happy to have had the last five months to dive deep into the business and looking forward to the future.
1: We're gonna get into all of that stuff in a moment, but I am curious, you're a woman leading GM Canada. Mary Barra is a woman leading GM globally. What does that mean to you? It's a great
2: honor, quite honestly, and having the opportunity to lead GM Canada is a great way to help GM and its mission to become the most inclusive company in the world. Our focus is on equity, diversity, and inclusion, accessibility, all of those things are really important to me, um, both as a GM employee, also as a mother of four children. And I feel like um, it's an honor and a responsibility, quite honestly, to continue to, to lead and show young women that they can, they can do whatever that they want to do. And if there's a will, there's a way.
1: I wanted to ask you about that, what it means for women in the workplace, uh, automotive in particular, and young girls in school. I have two daughters, and I always get excited when I see women grab those top spots and, and excel in these key roles. Um, how important is that to you to be able to sort of um, be that role model?
2: I think it's really important. I think uh, particularly for young women, but, but young, young men as well to see um, diversity and, and leadership positions. And that just allows them to project if they see someone that looks and, seems a bit more like them. I think it opens the minds and the hearts of younger people to aspire to those types of positions themselves. And so, again, as a mother and also just um, being passionate about DE&I, um, it's really important to, to recognize that, you know, I, I do have a role to play and influence um, to hopefully help others aspire to achieve great things for themselves.
1: GM Canada made a push recently to diversify its workforce in Oshawa in particular, get more women into the workplace and on the factory floor. How How is that going? And, and are you kind of staying on top of that? Because that was sort of uh, announced before you you won your position. I'm just wondering if you're staying on top of that uh, diversity push in Oshawa and how it's going. Yeah, absolutely.
2: It's It's a point that we're really proud of, Um, you know, with more than 50% of our production new hires being women, I think it's really brought a lot of energy, a fresh perspective to the plant. And and you're right, that was really achieved um, as I was coming in with uh, a lot of support from my predecessor, Scott Bell. But, you know, when you go in the plant, you can feel the energy it's there's a culture that that plant can do, will do, and with the diversity that we've been able to attract and many from you know a variety of different backgrounds, not primarily manufacturing, it gives us i you know I think a competitive advantage and a leg up in that in that plant to think a little bit differently and the the culture and the energy is palpable when you're in there. So we're certainly staying on top of it. It's certainly become a goal and, and we've come uh, become sort of a benchmark for some of our other plants. Um, They're, they're adopting the same hiring practices and striving for similar goals.
1: It's funny because that plant has certainly seen its fair share of ups and downs and it's can do attitude and it's, and it's bounce back mentality Shows in April, GM announced plans to add a third shift there and begin building the light duty Silverado over the coming months. Has that third shift started and is light duty pickup truck production underway there?
2: Yes, and yes. (laughs) So we started the light duty production in May and the third shift was online by the end of July. So Um, that, that really completes, we have over 2,600 new jobs at Oshawa assembly on all three shifts. And we're really proud that the plant is, um, our, one of our most, uh, flexible full size truck plants where it has the capability. It's the only plant in North America that has the capability
1: of building both heavy duty and light duty trucks. So it's a huge win for us. What does that fact mean for that plant? Does it increase? It's security. I have to ask. It's my job. I'm just wondering if you can do both, does that bode well for the plant's future?
2: Yeah, I mean, the the plant does have a can-do, will-do attitude. It's showcased um, not only flexibility in in building both light-duty and heavy-duty pickup trucks, but um, a real ability to execute with speed and with excellence. Pickups are GM's most important segment. Uh, we could sell more than we could produce. So, you know, having the, the capacity at Oshawa, but also showcasing really the talent, um, the speed, and the capability at that plant certainly, you know, bodes well for its
1: future. Uh, With GM's goals for an all-EV lineup and, and of course, with um, government ZEV mandates cropping up all over not just North America but the world, we know that ICE vehicles and probably ICE trucks won't be around forever. What role does Oshawa play in the EV era for GM?
2: So so as we're on this journey to an all-electric future, which, you know, is is going to be a, a at least a decade-long journey and then some, uh, we have to have the ability to continue to invest in that future. And right now, our ability to build and sell full-size trucks is a huge enabler to um, continuing to invest in the all-electric future. But, you know, certainly as as we continue to launch new product, um, we're, we're constantly reassessing where we have the capability and the capacity to build those products. So um, for, for a long time to come, the full-size truck capacity at Oshawa is going to be fully utilized um, and we'll continue to assess those plans in,
1: for the future. So let's move down the highway a little bit to Ingersoll, Ontario. The Cami plant there shut down in April for its retooling and the initial schedule was for it to build its first Bright Drop van in December. Uh, December. Could you bring me up to speed on that retooling? Is everything there on track for December?
2: Yeah, it is. So um, the retooling is well underway, and uh, we intend to stay on track. You you know our timeline quite well, and we're really proud as Cami becomes the first full scale electric vehicle plant in Canada. So we're really you know leading the EV future with with that plant. So. It's a, a point of pride and things are going quite well. And it's a, it's a massive undertaking.
0: We'll be right back after this short break. It takes years to know what you're going to want to use for certain projects. People used to tell you, you're going to want a foam gun, wash concentrate, and eco-aluminum wheel cleaner. Or you're going to want a half-inch impact gun, air hose, and an impact socket. But now that you're an expert, you're going to want to go with a company that knows the best way to serve experts is with expertise. You're going to want Worth. And you're going to want to visit Worth.ca. That's W U R T H.ca.
1: Welcome back to the podcast where I'm speaking with GM Canada President Marisa West. There's more than just plants in Ontario now. For the first time in a long time, GM is back in Quebec. We'll head over to Bécancourt and the battery materials processing plant there. We know GM is lining up the permits for construction, and the engineers and contractors are set. When is construction uh, on that plant expected to start, and what's sort of the target date for its um, opening?
2: Yeah, so we have um, our plans in place for our, our joint venture with POSCO there in Bay Concourt is on track for phase one in 2025. So it's the important part as we're ramping up our capacity to make millions of our EV batteries. Um, we're focused on, on building that strong, sustainable, scalable And secure EV supply chain and and POSCO um, being here in North America and and right here in Quebec is, um, you know, it's a a big win for us. And we're really looking forward to um, continuing uh, along that path so you can look forward to production in 2025 there.
1: Has GM locked in any local battery material suppliers to feed that plant yet?
2: So I can't make any specific announcements today, but I'll tell you, we have um, teams of people working daily to secure capacity uh, for the critical minerals that we know that we need um, to supply all of our battery plants and the capacity that we plan to have. So um, no no specific announcements to be made, but I assure you, we have teams of people that are are working on it. and, And Canada is
1: mineral rich, and we're exploring all those opportunities. And that leads me to where I wanted to go next. We have GM building um, electric vehicles in Cami. We have um, GM going all electric at some point in the future. That's their goal. And Oshawa's building what is arguably the most popular truck around. Um, That's good. And now there's a battery materials plant in Quebec. How does GM view Canada as an automaker and an auto supplier in sort of the EV world? Has Canada sort of raised its value? Are we more valuable now than we've ever been?
2: I think, you know, with the investments that General Motors has made recently in Canada, it's certainly a signal that, you know, we're doubling down on on production in North America as we transition to an all electric future. So, um, you know, we have uh, some very critical manufacturing footprint here. We also have over 1200 um, engineers at our Canadian technical center who are working on the software and um, the the battery controls that go into those products, so at this point, you know, I think we can safely say there's a little bit of Canada in every single new vehicle that GM is building, whether it's um, because the product was actually manufactured here, or because, you know, we have the software that's being developed, tested, and deployed from our Canadian Technical Center, so Uh, At GM, we've certainly made a commitment to Canada and, you know, we've been working in concert with with the government on these investments. And uh, I I think it's safe to say we're here to stay.
1: We've got uh, dealers and retailers listening to the show as well. So I want to transition into the retail world. Um, One big piece of news this week was the pricing of the Chevy Equinox EV. At about $35,000 Canadian, which is sort of getting us toward that parity that dealers and buyers want us to get to. How important is that vehicle in GM's lineup moving forward?
2: Yeah, it's hugely important. And thank you for mentioning that. We were so excited when Mary unveiled that vehicle last week. And I was actually with 50 of our top dealers when that reveal happened And, you know, across Canada, we have 450 dealers. They're excellent partners. We truly believe that they are a big part of our competitive advantage. And when we introduce vehicles like the Equinox that we know really hits part of the market for our Canadian customers. Everyone is excited, and that price point, you know, really just re- reaffirms that we're going to have an electric vehicle for everybody. Um, over the course of the next few years, we really have an onslaught of EV products that are coming, and we're going to partner with our dealers and, and sell those across all of Canada and and I think the uh, indication from our customers is they're, they're ready to embrace the all-electric future as well. And so we've got the product to do that.
1: Uh, staying with retail for a moment, Genesis, Polestar, obviously Tesla, they have set up direct-to-consumer business models or agency models for their EV brands. Will dealers sell General Motors EV products, or is GM also looking at a different distribution strategy when it comes to EVs?
2: You know we are all in on on our dealer model. Um, however, we believe that there is a spectrum what we call what we like to refer to as the future retail model, this conversation of there being only direct to consumers and only dealers, I think there's really a spectrum. And so we're partnering with our dealers. Our dealers will be deeply involved in every single vehicle sale transaction. Uh, but we as, as a company at Jam Canada are also working to develop the platform for them, for our customers to utilize, to do as much of the shopping and buying process online as they're comfortable with. And then they'll go and, and work with their local dealer you know, to actually complete the process. And again, that looks a little bit different for every customer, depending on their level of comfort. But dealers are absolutely our competitive advantage. We have a distributed sales and service channel across the country, well-established. They are product experts. They're going to be integral in the customer education piece of the transition to the electric future. And they're our partners to
1: stay. I am curious about this point when it comes to dealers. Uh, General Motors said earlier this month it would offer all of its um, roughly 2,000 U.S. Buick franchise dealers buyouts as they move the brand to all-electric. Is there a similar move afoot in Canada?
2: No, we don't have a plan for that right now for Buick in Canada. Um, the the makeup of our dealerships in Canada is a bit different than in the U.S., and we really don't have any Buick standalone stores. I'll tell you, GM, even in, in the U.S., didn't have a particular target or desire um, really, it was more of, of offering to the to the Buick dealerships the same thing that was offered to Cadillac. As Buick made the commitment to be all electric by 2030, any of the dealers that didn't feel like that was the future for them, we've we've offered them a way out. In the U.S., in Canada, um, I think if anyone wanted to raise their hand, that would be something that we would consider. But in most cases, our Buick stores. Um, are are not standalone stores. They're with they're often uh, with GMC and Chevy and sometimes even Cadillac. And so um, those stores are are making the investment for other brands and, and Buick will they'll gladly take Buick right along with it. So I don't think that's going to be a big uh, a, a big story or a push here in Canada.
1: And finally, what's GM Canada's plan for auto show circuit in Canada? Will you attend Toronto? montreal some all none of canadian auto shows this season
2: we're assessing what our presence will be at auto shows but i'll tell you i think we see value particularly coming out of the pandemic to get back into some of those environments where you know we see a lot of foot traffic and particularly in some of the key cities where you know ev adoption is on the rise and we think it's important to have a presence we have a really strong portfolio coming and uh, auto shows present an opportunity where you know we can showcase our electric portfolio and and help to educate customers so i think you will see some presence at at the auto shows with gm canada
1: marisa wonderful to have you on the podcast very much appreciated i know you just started the job uh here at gm canada so i i really appreciate uh, you taking the time to chat
2: thank you greg it's been a pleasure and i look forward to talking to you in the future
1: I want to thank Marisa for being my guest today. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website, automotivenews.ca. Just click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. That does it for this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.